Hello, I'm Sheldon Shalley, psychotherapist, shamanic practitioner, and the author of the book, The Other Man and Me. And I'm Bertha Eddington, podcast producer, and we both welcome you to this groundbreaking podcast, Spirituality and Sexuality, The Hidden Connection. Sheldon, where is our exploration on this fascinating topic taking us today? Well, Bertha, as we continue our journey, today we're going to examine the masculine, feminine, and exogenous aspects of sexual attraction. Yeah, there certainly have been shifts as well as resistance to those shifts in those aspects of our humanity and sexuality, um, especially in modern times. I, I suspect that these have existed throughout history, but we seem to be having an extra bright light shed on it these days. So what light can you shed on our evolution in this area? Well, as you say, it's no secret that the masculine and feminine energies are today undergoing radical shifts in how they express themselves. Aspects of the masculine that have been repressed but the dominance of patriarchy are now emerging from the depths of the unconscious where they have lay hidden for the past several centuries. And likewise, aspects of the feminine that were repressed and not allowed to exist under patriarchy are now emerging from the depths of the unconscious. These masculine and feminine energies are shifting in both men and women as we become more aware of our androgynous natures. That's interesting, as, especially in to me that in you are identifying this emergence as our connection to our androgynous selves. Um, and so since we've been examining all these processes through our dreams, can you give us another dream example of the revelation in this area? Yeah, certainly. I dreamt that my son, my, my friend, my friend Sam, is in a singing group with a group of kids. His friend is leading the group, and they sing a song. She's a strong man-woman. He's a strong woman-man. And I say, well, praise God, androgyny has finally come to the church. I say this so that the preacher's wife, who is sitting behind a partition, can hear me. I know that by by the time these kids are adults, the idea of androgyny will be common knowledge and accepted facts in their lives and that the whole of theological doctrine will have to change to incorporate the reality of androgyny. And we definitely are seeing those changes happen right now. Uh, It's clear every day. However, unfortunately, it's not a smooth road. No, it's not. These changes are causing an upheaval in life as we have known it in many ways. One of the ways is the increase in the fluidity of sexual expression and gender identity, as well as changes in masculine and feminine roles. To share another example, I dreamt that my wife and I were reading a book. We each had our own copy. A man tells us that Carl Jung, the great psychiatrist himself, was confused as to whether to call homosexuals homosexuals, saying one time Jung would refer to them as homosexuals, and then after their next therapy session, he would refer to them as heterosexuals. This man takes a pencil and draws a circle around the paragraphs in the books that we are reading where it states that Jung says that in his own writings. 
Wow. So this was dream, but is that true? Did Carl Carl Jung, sorry, actually bounce back and forth in his identity descriptions? You know, I do not know whether Jung actually said that or not. But if I take Jung and my dream as a symbol of the wise man in me, then the wisdom of the unconscious is that there are two energy systems at work in me, and maybe in all of us. The soul expressed itself in images of the masculine and the feminine. The interplay of these two archetypal energies become critical in understanding the energy that expresses itself in my same-sex attractions. And it's important in understanding our sexual attractions in general. For me, it was this inner relationship between the masculine and feminine energies that began to reveal the meaning and the purpose of the longing behind this other man living in my soul. It's also important to understand that in general, the feminine energies serve the group, the collective values and the survival of the group or the species. They're often associated with the earth and nature and the womb, giving form to the energy of the masculine and bringing life out of darkness. The masculine, on the other hand, is seen to serve the personal, individual values of personal destiny and self-realization, and in its phallic penetrating aspect, arouses, fertilizes, and creates, whether that's in a man or a woman. So, so how did that play out for you to become the whole of who you are now? Well, as I continued to work with my own masculine and feminine energies, I came to see them as having different expressions. For example, on one hand, the masculine can have a stabilizing effect. It creates systems of order, makes and keeps the rules, preserves social norms, and often demands obedience to certain values. This energy can be likened to an authoritative ruling king. This was the masculine that I experienced while growing up in the parsonage. On the other hand, there's a masculine that is an initiating energy. This masculine energy often opposes that authoritative king energy by pursuing individual interest, going its own way, often challenging and confronting the norms in its quest for its individual goals and interests. This is the energy that's associated with the hero and the warrior. In the beginning of my own journey, this more aggressive energy got projected onto the men in my same-sex encounters, for it would initiate movement away from that rigid and conservative values in my family and its desire to get into life. Later, it became the energy that moved me out of the church, out of my family story, out of teaching, and helped me discover my own authentic masculinity, that of the magician or the medicine man, the therapist, the shaman, which I would discover was what my soul was longing to give birth to all along, what I might call my story or my authentic self. That's such a wonderful journey, and such a, it's so nice to know that we can all find that deep, true self and, and the passion that really drives us within. Um, you, you also mentioned that, this, uh, that the feminine also has different aspects. Could you elaborate on that? Yes. Regarding the feminine, I discovered that she had various expressions, 
we might call the stabilizing side of the feminine, the responder or the caretaker or the queen, to use the king and queen metaphors. This energy is oriented toward nurturing, taking care of, protecting, expressing trust in the basic values of life. This feminine energy is all about responding to the needs of others, taking on the role of the nurturing parent, whether that be an actual physical parent of children or a supporting and nurturing parent of our personal creations. The dynamic side of the feminine is that open, creative, spontaneous energy that's open to new insights. She is that energy that liberates from the old and worn-out ways, those old values, and creates new possibilities. She brings birth to what's wanting to emerge from within. This energy often manifests as intuition, possibilities, creative expressions, ideas. She's the muse that creates the new world. Because this energy transforms our lives, I like to call her the transformer. And we have seen both the initiating and transforming energies in both men and women over the past couple of decades in response to the changing attitudes and expressions of sexuality. Yeah, you know, when you lay it out like that, it, it makes sense. But boy, it's, a, it's quite a lot to take in. Yeah, it is. Now describe how these various aspects of the masculine and feminine played out in my own life in a bit. But let me say first, the expression of these aspects in actual life experience isn't so clear-cut. Rather, these energies become mixed with each other, commingling with each other. Sometimes attributes of each are operating at the same time. The task is to recognize each energy, learn how to live in a relationship with it, and balance it with all the other expressions, to be able to discern when to honor one or the other for whatever is needed in any given situation. So how do you manage that acknowledgement and honoring of each of the different energies? Well, moving forward, I had to recognize the experience of the dynamic feminine in her spontaneous, liberating, and inspiring creative ways of what she was wanting to bring to birth in me, what she was wanting to bring into consciousness. So that was that dynamic uh, kind of flow by the seat of your pants, uh, creative feminine. Mm-hmm. But I had to use the responding, nurturing, mothering feminine to hold that, to nurture what she was wanting to birth, to value it, to trust its development. Then I had to activate the initiating side of the masculine in order to move that new life into my life, to bring it, to bring it to life, to bring it into existence, to make it conscious. And while in the beginning, the initiating masculine energy freed me from that stabilizing, ruling king of my family system that didn't work for me, I would then need to use that static masculine to bring stabilization to my own emerging consciousness, to create a new order for me, a new story, a new way of being in the world, one that was more congruent with my own psychic structure. So it isn't that these masculine and feminine expressions are right or wrong, or good or bad, or better or worse. It's how are they playing out in our lives? Are they preventing us from living our lives? 
or are they helping us to live our lives? So I'm hearing it's part of our eternal and and not unheard of search for balance. Basically, the yin and the yang united in the eternal search for balance and harmony. Is that is that a correct way of looking at it? Completely. While I didn't see or understand this process at this point in my journey, looking back, I could see its evolution in my life and see how the symbolic meaning of my same-sex attractions played into the process. Ultimately, it was my same-sex attractions that pulled me into a new consciousness, into a new worldview. I discovered that the transforming feminine energy in me held a different point of view from its original orientation in the parsonage. This point of view came into conflict with that static masculine that supported the Judeo-Christian patriarchal system of the parsonage in which I was raised. Since the initiating masculine energy, the hero and the warrior, were insufficiently active in my father-son relationship, this more aggressive male energy operated at the unconscious level. Therefore, it got projected outside. It sought its life in my same-sex encounters in an attempt to get into life, to get validated, to honor the split-off masculinity. The task then was to honor the emerging point of view of my inner feminine and her desire to connect me to this masculine-feminine relationship that was mine to inhabit. And then to initiate conscious action to bring that into conscious experience. That would mean honoring my own inner knowing, my real self, and then taking action in the world. Ultimately, it would mean leaving home and taking on the hero's journey. And as I continue to distinguish and separate out my own inner feminine truth from the voices of the parental complexes, I begin to discover my own thoughts, to have my own feelings, my own values, and my own voice. I discovered what was important and authentic in me and to me. To be true to that voice separate from the images of the masculine and feminine that ruled the parsonage required that I also develop a new masculine consciousness, one that could be true to her voice in me, one that was able to stand up for her. So harmony and balance inside and out on all levels is important. Um, gosh, that's really a lot to take in and makes a lot of sense to me. And I really appreciate you helping and encouraging us to look at ourselves from all angles and without fear or judgment. So what's a, what's a simple way, again, always asking for help here to, from your expertise to begin our exploration of the two energies? Well, one of the ways is to look at how these masculine and feminine energies are operating in us, is to look at our parents' personalities, for example. Describe your father's personality and the role he played in your life. Describe your mother's personality and the role she played in your life. Which parent reinforced the feminine qualities? Which parent reinforced the masculine ones? What qualities are missing in your father? What qualities are missing in your mom? What qualities or characteristics of your father do you exhibit? What characteristics of your mother do you exhibit? And how do these masculine and feminine energies play out in you? 
How do these energies play out in your sexual relationships? What masculine and feminine qualities do you seek in your sexual fantasies or in your relationships? Write out a description of that relationship between your inner masculine and feminine energies and kind of see what insights might show up. Well, as you were going through that, I was doing it in my head and it was fascinating. And I am going to sit down and, and just do that. Uh, I can't wait to see what turns up. So that's, that's great. Thank you again, always Sheldon. And, um, where will we be headed in our next talk? Well, something that I found very helpful in my own journey was to learn how some of the indigenous cultures view the interplay of the masculine and feminine energies. They talk about the two-spirit. So next time, we'll take a look at the two-spirit and its relationship to sexuality and spirituality. Yeah, great topic. Been around for, well, at least for those in some worlds, for a long time. Um, And... We'll be back next time to explore this uh, groundbreaking topic of spirituality and sexuality, the hidden connection. We want to thank you all for listening to this episode. Thank you all for sharing our journey of exploration as we reach out to provide validation and a deeper understanding of modern sexual and spiritual expression. Thank you. Yes, then I thank you also, and please do join us next time.